Yes. Center right, right, huh? Yeah. Uh, thanks for the directions, okay? Yeah, remember, kid. Boss! <laughs> Welcome back to the Pizza Planet Podcast, the podcast for dedicated Disney fans to share their love of the House of the Mouse. My name is Jordan Smith, uh, and of course I'm joined here by a very, very special guest, a brand new family member to the Pizza Planet Podcast, we'll say. Uh, But first off, don't forget uh, to subscribe to the podcast and share with all your friends. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on CastBox at Pizza Planet Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Pizza Planet Pod and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Pizza Planet Podcast. So like I said, my name is Jordan Smith. Very glad to be doing this once again. Obviously, we haven't up- uploaded an episode since March of last year. So... First off, happy Easter, uh, happy 4th of July, Thanksgiving, Halloween, Christmas, let's just get everything out of the way, cover all the holidays we missed, and let's also say happy 2020 to you as well. Now, we have a very, very special guest, a brand new co-host to the show. She is a huge Disney fan. And someone that I have come quite fond of, I'd say. This is my girlfriend, Daily McBride. Little shy? Obviously. <laughs> well, tell, tell the people a little about yourself. A little bit about your, your Disney fandom. Well, I've gone to Disneyland who knows how many times. My guest is in the triple digits. Um, I come from a big Disney family. Uh, Lots of cousins, so we're all into it. And I'm actually fixing to go in about a week or so. That's not fair. Okay, well you went on Disney Cruise. Yes, and we're actually going to talk about that here in this episode as well as we're going to kind of talk about your experiences at Disneyland and what you're looking forward to most coming up uh, in this trip. We'll get to that a little bit later in the podcast. Um, We're also going to obviously give you the poll question at the halfway point of the show, uh, which we'll kind of figure out as we go along. Uh, But I think we have a pretty good idea on what that is. And then, of course, at the very end of the show, Kaylee and I will give you our spoiler-filled Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker's movie review because we just went and saw it ourselves in the movie theaters about what a week last week yeah a week or so after it came out so yeah last week um so yeah so before we get to our first topic uh I just wanted to reach out to y'all uh first off let us know how we're doing on the podcast go ahead and leave a comment down below just letting us how letting us know how we're doing um but also let us know where you would like to see this podcast appear. Right now, it's only on Apple Podcasts and CastBox. Let us know where you want to see it, because we're kind of starting to think about branching out to Spotify, iHeartRadio, things like that. Uh, but we want to hear from y'all as to where you want to hear 
this podcast from. Where do you listen to your podcast? And we'll try to get that pod, this podcast on your favorite home. So that way you're able to enjoy it from there. So let us know where you want to hear it. And we will try to make that happen. So the very first topic I guess we're going to talk about is going to be the Disney Cruise that I just went on. Uh, I went the week of Thanksgiving. It was a seven-night, very merry time cruise to the western Bahamas. So to Cozumel, Mexico, the Grand Cayman Islands, and to Falmouth, Jamaica on the Disney Fantasy. Uh, Sailing out of Port Canaveral, Florida, and of course going to Castaway Key. This was my, do the math right quick, carry the one, no. Uh, this is my fifth Disney cruise. Um, I absolutely enjoyed it. It was the first time I'd been on a Disney vacation, let alone a cruise, in four years. And I was very glad that I got the opportunity to go with my family and go back on a Disney vacation once again. Uh, that was something that... I had started having withdrawals about. I was very much wanting to go. Um, of course, you don't have that experience because you go once, sometimes twice a year. No fair. Um, Foster, the other co-host, goes twice a year too. So y'all, y'all don't have to worry about a, a, a Disney withdrawal like I do. So y'all, y'all are lucky. You know. Well, we don't go on cruises, so. Yeah, I mean that is true. They do get kind of pricey, especially a Disney cruise. Regular cruises, probably not as expensive. But yeah, no, Disney cruises get get pretty pricey, uh, no matter where you go. Um, no, but I really enjoyed it. The rotational dining was was exceptional. Um, obviously, my my favorite part about the Disney cruises, as far as food goes, not only the unlimited waffle cone bar that they have on the sun deck, but flows which is also on the sun deck, uh, just on the opposite side, um, I believe on the starboard side of the vessel. Um, absolutely, I absolutely love Flows. It's my favorite place on the entire ship. I go there and I get way too much pizza and way too much food. That is where most of my weight that I've gained from this cruise came from, was Flows, without a doubt. Um... No, but I really enjoyed the. I also really enjoyed the theater shows. Uh, they had just replaced, I believe, Disney's Wishes with the Frozen musical uh, on the Disney Fantasy, and so I saw that. Uh, I thought that was really good. Um, the acting with that, uh, the stage performance was really well done. Um, I thought the way that they incorporated. The lighting from the ceiling onto the stage, and the way they they made it all work in every single every single millimeter just worked to perfection. I thought it was spectacular, like they always do. I mean, you see it in the Aladdin shows, you see it everywhere. Um, and then, of course, it was I went on right after Frozen Two came out, so they showed a movie premiere on the on the ship. Um, in the Walt Disney Theater, so I got to see Frozen 2 in the Walt Disney Theater. That was 
That was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that movie, by the way. Frozen 2, I absolutely loved. I loved Olaf. His realism comedy was what made the movie so much better for me. He's always the best. No, he is, honestly. Olaf is always the best. Um, I actually, when I was working at the Disney store, uh, one of the items they had for merchandise, I believe in the clearance section, was a dashboard bobblehead of Olaf in a Hawaiian grass skirt. That is great. I bought one. I put it on my dashboard, and very quickly the 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 um, the sticky surface on the bottom just wore off. So I went and exchanged it for a new one. That one worked great, and then by the time that one fell off and you know didn't work anymore, they had already sold out of the rest. So I was upset that I could not get a new one. Wow! Because it's all off. No, but um, but no, I absolutely love the cruise. Like I said, it's my fifth time. This is actually the second time that I went on this itinerary. Um, the last time I went on this itinerary to Cozumel, Grand Cayman, Jamaica was uh, my third cruise, and it was a graduation cruise with my best friend and co-host Foster Thompson, in fact. Uh, we went on a cruise, originally not planned to go on a cruise together, just ended up working out that way. Um... But that was the last time I went on this sail itinerary, and it was a lot of fun. Um, but no, I really enjoyed it. We did different things on the island, my family and I did, um, on each of the places and each of the destinations and the ports of call we went to. Um, but I really enjoyed it. It was good to kind of escape from the rigorous schedule of work and school, uh, get a little bit of a break. Um... And, of course, you know, just being able to spend more time with family and kind of disconnect from the hectic life of real life. Of course, obviously, missed you a lot, Kaylee, because we had, for just under a month before I got on the ship, started officially dating. Yes, like I said the show, we're at the top of the show, she is my girlfriend. Um, but, but, uh, but yeah, no, so that was quite interesting to try to, not try to, but the fact that I was on the ship and could barely contact you while I was, while we were on the cruise, that was, that was a lot of, that that was a good first relationship test, but. And missed my birthday. You know what? Let's not forget that one. Okay. Did I not call you? From Jamaica on your birthday. Did you though? It was a Snapchat. Yeah. It was a Snapchat. But if we would not be doing a service if we did not mention the first day that I contacted you. Because I was surprised myself in Cozumel at the fact that there was a Starbucks. And so I signed into the Wi Fi in all Spanish language. Thankfully, there wasn't many instructions. Otherwise, I would not have known how to log into the Wi-Fi. Um, logged in, connected, and then I had two priorities. First one was surprise you and talk to you. The second one 
was to fix my fantasy football team because I had forgotten to do it for that week for Thanksgiving, for the Thanksgiving games. Obviously, like I said, first priority was contacting you, and that's what I did, but there you go. And proceeded to make me cry in the middle of my lecture in class. See, I wasn't sure if you were going to actually say that or not. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, um, it was funny because I tried calling her, um, I believe through Snapchat or a regular call, something like that. I didn't realize till about halfway through, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. She is in the middle of class. Let me just, uh, hang up right quick. Um, but then of course I got a snap from her that was like, wait, how are you talking to me right now? I'm so happy. So that that made my day seeing that um then of course i ended up talking to her again at at grand cayman and then at jamaica and then i don't think i was able to talk to you at castaway so i think from jamaica on uh until i got back to the mainland on saturday was i think that was the only time we talked was the three ports of call not castaway yeah yeah and then, of course, we would proceed to obviously talk the whole way I came. We came back home, my family and I did, so that was that was fun. Um, we did some Disney trivia quizzes, um, some normal quizzes on, like, Oh My Disney and things like that. Um, others, relationship quizzes, stuff like that based on Disney. Uh, that was a lot of fun. What did we get, Lady and the Tramp? Yeah, we got Lady and the Tramp after just saying it right after Disney Plus came out. Which I tell you what, from a couple standpoint, Disney Plus, a definite need for, for couples. Especially us, the Disney couple, because we're hosting a Disney podcast. So they, they, there you go. You know, So, I guess it's about that time. Where we go ahead and do the poll question. I'm just going to redo the poll. Redo the poll question, future Jordan. <sighs> so it's about the time of the podcast where we do the the Pizza Planet poll question. Still trying to come up with a name with that, honestly. I think I came up with a name in the last episode. I can't remember. It's been almost a year since we've recorded. But the poll question for this episode is, what do you think of Baby Yoda? Is he adorable? Is he okay? Is he cute? Or is he just too annoying? Let us know on Twitter and on Facebook. We'll have the poll on both platforms. Again, on Twitter, at Pizza Planet Pod. And on Facebook, at Facebook.com slash Pizza Planet Podcast. I think I know what my vote is. I think you know what your vote is too, Kaylee. There's only one answer. Of course there's only one answer. So you go and make that answer on the poll. Like I said, on Twitter, at Pizza Planet Pod. Or at Facebook.com slash Pizza Planet Podcast. Now we dive into the second half of the show, where Kaylee, like you've mentioned, you have a Disneyland trip coming up, your, we're going to just say, 759th 
um, of your life. I think it's 772 by now. Oh, dang it. It's off by about 20. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, so kind of tell us a little bit about maybe some of your past trips, kind of like your favorite elements of that, and then what you're looking forward to most about this upcoming trip. Well, it is going to be a great one because it would be almost a, exactly a year since my last trip. I went in February of 2019 and I'm going at the end of January of 2020. So a good a good space between the two trips. Um, it's going to be a little different than last year because last year was my niece's first trip to Disneyland and it was great got a little crazy so this trip is going to be way more chill um it's going to be really nice a few of us are coming than last year um one thing i'm most excited about most excited about is my oldest sister is making disney sweatshirts for all of us yeah uh she told me Mine was going to be Stitch theme because I love Lilo and Stitch. Of course. Um, I haven't seen it yet. I was supposed to get it for Christmas, but she decided to hold on to it for a few more weeks. So, I really want to know what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The anticipation just must be killing you. It is killing me. <laughs> and I'm excited to obviously be back at disneyland um i always love going we're staying roughly right there it's not a disney hotel but it's something right there like in the first couple of blocks off the park or something yeah something like that it's still super close i remember when i went to anaheim for the d23 expo in 2015 where they introduced Toy Story Land and Star Wars Land, which we'll get to your kind of vantage point probably on Star Wars Land here in a little bit. Um, I stayed at a hotel, not on Disneyland property, um, but one just like about a couple blocks or so off. Um, Thankfully, it was close enough to where we just walked to the convention center all three days we were there. Um, Hotel Indigo, perfect hotel. It was cheap enough. The room was great. It was so big. I was not expecting the room to be as big as it was. It just had gone under like a a renovation, so it was all fancy and everything. Fancy as far as, you know, a hotel next to a theme park can be. Um, But no, it actually looked really good. And the next time I go in that area, whether it's Disneyland or D20 or the D23 Expo in 2023, whichever. definitely gonna stay there again because that was a lot of fun but now let's kind of look forward to a little more about maybe some new elements that you're looking forward to uh in this trip well uh disneyland has its new little area it's oh gosh what it's called the star wars one uh galaxy you're the Star Wars geek, and you can't okay. remember the Star Wars part of the park. But I'm lame, and call it Star Wars Land. That's what I'm going to call Star it. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Okay, Galaxy's Edge, whatever. <laughs> um, 
I'm super excited that about that. Unfortunately, oh, I'm go. going one weekend too early before the opening of the ride at Galaxy's Edge, so it's fine. It's fine. Uh, what's the ride called? What is the ride called, Jordan? <laughs> Oh my goodness. I believe it is uh, Rise of the Resist. No, it's not Rise of the Resistance. Mm. It is... Definitely going to have to YouTube this. We've been we've been YouTubing. We actually YouTubed the entire ride through. Oh yeah. For... I'm pretty sure that was Disney World's. Yeah. But it will be the same. But a few updates about Disneyland that I do know. Um... I know with Galaxy's Edge opening up. Space... I was right. It's Rise of the Resistance. Okay, so it's Rise of the Resistance. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Wow. Uh, Space Mountain is going to be switching over because they switched over to Star Wars themed. But now since they have Galaxy's Edge, they're going to be switching back to their normal theme. So it might be open. It might not. And also... I saw an article that the Indiana Jones ride might be under renovation, finally. Really? Renovation as in they're going to change the storyline? Or renovation as in this could be the potential of replacing the ride? I don't think it's replacing. I think it's just updating because this ride, I don't know if it's ever been touched up. It's always breaking down when I'm there. It's you can't be at Disneyland without wanting to ride it and have it break down while you're waiting in line. Like hmm. that is tradition. <laughs> tradition, oh boy. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. Um, so I read that it was supposed to start sometime in 2020. They were going to do that, okay. but I never saw when, so hopefully it's there because that is one of my favorite rides. Now, to quickly touch on this before we head to the final part of the show. A little bit of a quicker show than usual. Um, but really just trying to get back into the string of things. And just trying to get trying to get an episode out there for y'all loyal listeners of the show to listen to. And to kick off your 2020 in the right direction. Like we said, we're going to try to do more uploads. <laughs> Now that we have myself and Kaylee, as well as Foster, the original co-host, uh, adding you to the podcast family, Kaylee, is a huge step up for us, so we're glad to have you here. Um, so what do you think about the the renovations and the reimagination, basically, of Epcot at Days of World? I know you really haven't been there. But all the different things, like how they're going to put the Ratatouille ride from Disneyland Paris. They're going to put that in the France Pavilion at Epcot. They're going to add a Mary Poppins ride to the England Pavilion. They're going to add a new country. And it looks like it's down to either Spain or Brazil as the final two um, contestants for that, that spot. They may, outside chance, add both. Not sure yet. We'll see about that. Uh, changing the Universe of Energy ride with Ellen. And Bill Nye to Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, doing all that. And then, of course, updating all of the future world aspect. As well as giving Spaceship Earth a 
reimagination. The rumor is instead of going through the technology technological advances throughout time, it's going to change to how storytelling connects everybody throughout the world. This is from what I've heard the reimagination of Spaceship Earth is. So what are you what are you thinking? Based on all of that, and there's probably a few more that I'm not remembering at the moment. Uh, based on all that, obviously, like I said, you really haven't been to Disney World, so you don't know it like me, who's been six times, and Epcot is honestly probably my favorite besides Magic Kingdom, out of the four main ones there. So, just kind of hearing about that, what are you thinking about at least some of the rides and some of the aspects of this? Well... I have never been to Disneyland uh, World. Wow, I've never been to Disney World, <laughs> nor have I been to the state of Florida. So that honestly, is, is it really though? Yeah, I heard it's really humid. Well, I mean, you live in Texas. I still can't handle it. <laughs> um, but hearing all the different things they're gonna do, it sounds really cool. I'm really excited about ratatouille ride me too because you showed me videos about it and it looks amazing yeah i'm really excited for that all the different other rides are going to be adding in the new sections it's always nice that they still want to keep updating the park which yeah they're going to take away some rides that people went to as a kid like i know you were telling me about one ride they're getting rid of that you weren't too happy about uh you're probably thinking about interventions interventions not a ride but more or less a walkthrough um there's that and then i think no no i think the one you actually are talking about is journey into imagination starring figment yes that one that one i absolutely love that ride to be honest i kind of wish they would have found a way to involve the dream finder once again but unfortunately when they got rid of them they did not have any kind of intention of um of bringing them back which decreased the value of the ride completely and of course they had to do that after they lost the Kodak sponsorship that was on the ride um, but apparently the plan for that from what I understand is to take the existing ride that will turn into an inside out ride an inside out themed ride and Figment will go into the theater that's right next door so there will still be Figment but there won't be a ride from what I understand so now we head to the final part of the show uh, here in this first episode of 2020 for the Pizza Planet podcast. Can't believe we're already in a new decade. Um, it is the spoiler-filled Star Wars Rise of Skywalker movie review. Warning, if you have not seen Star Wars Episode Nine yet, then this is the end of the podcast for you. If you have not seen it, I highly encourage you to go see the movie right now so that way, one, 
we don't spoil it for you. And two, Twitter does not spoil it for you. So, like I said, if you have not seen it yet, then turn us off right now. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And we will see you next time. But, for everybody who has seen the movie and wants to hear our opinion, here is the spoiler-filled section the Star Wars Rise of the Resist or Rise of the Resistance Rise of Skywalker movie review. Thank you. So, my movie review is I absolutely love the movie. I thought, to be honest, that it it answered a lot of questions. It did a lot of what it was supposed to do, and for it to be the final movie of the entire saga. I honestly thought it did a really, really good job of somehow tying all three trilogies together and completing the final story, in my opinion. I thought it was it was really, really well done, in, in my personal opinion. What did you think? Well, you're doing you're doing great here. You're doing great. What did you think of, of Rise of Skywalker? What did you think of the movie? Because we went and saw it together. Um, we went and saw it together in the movie theater, not too far from where we live. Um, but what did you think about it? I thought it was pretty interesting. Um... Pretty much for this entire saga, I thought it was just awesome that I get to see Star Wars movies in theaters, because obviously the originals are a little a little older than me, so I always think that's just cool in and of itself. Um, but storyline, um, it was it was really good. It did wrap up pretty well. Um, there was like one thing it didn't really cover that's because i just want to know everything but other than that it was a pretty good conclusion yeah for me there was one question that i literally did not even think about until pretty much just now while i was giving my review um to be honest the one thing that i think a lot of people have questions about that did not get answered still Who are Ray's parents? Because all you know is, is she's related to Palpatine, and I'm pretty sure through that's through like an ancestral like grandfather, I believe, right? Yeah. So we technically still do not know who Ray's parents were. Of course, at the end of the movie, she does a thing where she adopts the Skywalker name. Because of how Luke and Leia, basically, you kind of mentioned, basically took care of her since she joined the Resistance. But, really, honestly, my thing is we still technically don't know who Rey's parents are. And we won't really ever find out. Because this is it. Well, I guess with that, I'm okay with not really knowing who they are. Really? 
the person that needs to know every single answer. Okay, but that's not the thing that was bugging me. <laughs> um, because, yeah, I explained that to you after the movie. Like, why um, Luke in Leia's ghost showed up when she said, oh yeah, my last name's Skywalker. It's because she, in her mind, those are her parents. They raised her and taught her. Obviously not as a kid, but as an adult to help her become who she was and to be an awesome Jedi. So for me, I don't really feel like I have to know who they are because in the movie it said that they were, they tried to be nobody. So it's like a big mystery who they are. So they just kind of stuck with that because I didn't even know Palpatine had kids. Me either. I did not think that Palpatine had any kind of, um, What's the word? Romance charm, first off. With a face like that. Exactly. But, um... I don't know. I guess just some people are into his his shocking ways. I don't know what to tell you. Ha! Ha! That's a terrible joke. Oh, I know it is. Trust me. I did not write that one down and think it out before I said it, so... My fault. Um, I'll try to come up with some better material the next time, but... No, I think, honestly, it was really cool to see Lando Calrissi back in the fold of things. I thought that was really cool. Although it was for a brief time, I thought it was really cool to see his character appear once again in the Star Wars universe. I oh, yeah. it was yeah. really cool. It was really great how he they tied him back in. Because, you know, he's, like, off in his little planet and everything. So it kind of taught you a little more about the Siths, which you really don't know anything about. Um, but one thing I actually just saw this one thing that did kind of get me that they did not wrap up in The Rise of Skywalker is at the end of episode 8 I I had to The Last Jedi? Yes, I had to rewind and point this out to you because you did not notice it Yes, It was the boy from the casino-like uh, place that the prison or not the prison but the it was a racetrack yeah it was the it was the shelter quote unquote where they were hiding or not hiding but uh where these kids the, took care of these the, an, the animals I forget what they were called I don't remember what they were called but, yeah. but the animals that would be used to race yeah Rose and uh, Finn were there and everything and like uh, free freed the animals to escape but one of the boys or the kids the actual boy that was helping him he is showed up later in the film and he uses the force to grab a broom and then it shows him looking up at the sky and he has the ring that rose gave him and so they never come back to that which is like okay if that's their way to maybe make more Star Wars movies but still see and it wasn't something subtle that was the entire scene that was the point they went back there to show that and then they never readdressed it my and here's my thing too with the way it's all ended and with that happening and how episode 9 ended and how the saga ended the Sith are gone 
The Sith are no more. As far as I could tell, the Sith are dead. Right? Is that the impression you got? The Sith are dead and it's gone and there's no more Sith? Yes. So, with that being said, what happens? What happens now? There's no more Star Wars. There is nothing. There is no more Star Wars. It's just the good guys. That's it. So, I don't understand why what's really supposed to happen now, especially with the the kids you're talking about, how they somehow have the force. How are they supposed to become part of the Jedi Order when there's nothing to really I mean, because the thing is, Rey's the only one that's technically carrying the the entire Jedi Force, the Jedi Force, but like, there's no immediate need for it, you know, because there's no Sith to try to get rid of the, there's, there's nothing that the Jedi are trying to protect from, you know, there's nothing they're trying to, you know, save, because it's gone. So if they were to make any other actual, you know, trilogies or whatever from that storyline on, first off, would they use some of those characters, or would they start an entirely new saga and go with something different, and if so... Is that kid the start of the new saga? Because that's the only thing, as I'm sitting here saying this, the only thing I could say as to why they would even show that in the first place. Is that kid potentially the main character in a potential brand new saga? Because there's like three or four Star Wars movies that are planned from, a, from I think, this, like next year or something like that, until 2027. There's like at least two, I think. So, I don't know. I don't know. It's all quite interesting. But any uh, final thoughts for you on on uh, Star Wars Episode Nine? Ooh, what did you think about the controversy over the movie? The contra which one? The one about the kiss. The the kiss. Yes. Ooh, that one. Let's see. You know, I didn't really think of it as much as controversy as I did, like, the way that this is all setting up from episode 7, the way it's been set up from that, and then in 8, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when it's going to happen. It's just like a very passive-aggressive high school relationship, to be quite honest, is what I see it as. They finally get their kiss, and that's about it. But, honestly, I wasn't really like, oh, they finally happened. I'm like, okay, yeah, it happened. Cool, they're kissing. But I wasn't, like, flipping out, like, why are they kissing? This doesn't need to happen. Okay, it's actually happening. This is the door. I wasn't like that, to be honest. Like, most people probably were. No, I'm pretty sure inside you were freaking out. No, that was you inside, but. What? What are you talking about? But I realized I misspoken. Yes, the kiss between Ray and Ben. But I was referring to the lesbian kiss. Uh, everyone is like up 
And I'll yeah, see. Granted, that kiss lasted what? 1.5 seconds? Yeah, two, two seconds maybe. And before they, they were cut to the next part of the scene. Extras in the background before a main character walked in front of them. Um, honestly, I'm not surprised that it was in there because of the fact that mainly Disney, and I don't think this is a result of Disney, I think this is just a result of, you know, hey, this is the society we're in now. There's no reason why this shouldn't be a thing in a major motion picture. Now, granted, some people, based on um, their their values and their beliefs, might not agree with it, and that's obviously, you know, their decision, their choice, and that's perfectly fine. Um, I think that the fact that it was in the movie in the first place is progressive for Star Wars because I think that's the first time that that has ever been represented that any kind of LGBTQ plus representation in that form has ever happened in the Star Wars saga now I could be wrong but I'm 99.9% sure that's the first time ever so I think that is partly to do with the amount of controversy. Um, I don't know. Honestly, I just kind of see it as, okay. I mean, it's there. It's not like this hasn't been in movies recently that have come out by Disney or otherwise. So, for me, it's a matter of okay, I think it's good that they that they put it in the movie because of the fact that, you know, it's... I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad they put it in the movie in the sense that it's, you know, is not ignoring society around them, you know, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, and it's allowing the... It's allowing the community, I guess, to have its its just due in a major motion picture, I guess. You, you understand what I'm trying to say? Um, but yeah, that's kind of my thought. It's like, I, it's like, okay, I'm, I think it was right for them to put it in there. Um, I personally wasn't somebody who was offended by it. I was just like, okay, cool, it happened. You know, because I had heard murmurs about it before I went and saw it. So I already kind of knew that was happening going into it. I just didn't know when. And then when I saw it, I'm like, okay, it makes sense. It's the end of the movie. They just won the ultimate war. Was it at the end? I thought it was in the middle. I thought it was at the end, right after they defeated the entire... Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, after they defeated the entire Star Destroyer fleet. Which I thought that was interesting. That was awesome. How they, how they tied it in, as okay now there is there so there's the Jedi world now there's a Sith world, and and it's funny because you kind of see it alluded to, 
in the Star Wars Rebels animated series that was on Disney XD for a while when the young Padawan, I forget his name, and Darth Vader face off, I believe it was in the same exact place. So when I saw that, I immediately went to that and I went, wait a minute, this is kind of funny. So they used that and then of course somehow Palpatine has an entire Star Destroyer fleet and all of those ships are the same exact design as the old Star Destroyer fleets, which I thought was amazing. Honestly, that was all still the same design and everything. Um, but yeah, no, that's kind of my whole gist on it. You have any final thoughts on it, or? I just wanted to know what Finn wanted to tell Ray. That's right. You never really. No. I. Obviously, it was going to be a proclaim of feelings and whatnot, but like. Yeah, I think he was trying to say, "I love you." But yes, it was very obvious. But then Poe was like, what were you going to say? What were you going to say? And I was like, yeah, what were you going to say? And then nothing. I think also once him and um, Rose, I believe you said. Yeah. Once that happened, more, because it really started... In Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. And then you saw it more in Episode 9 in Rise of the Skywalkers. Um, or the Rise of Skywalker. Um, you know, I honestly think that once that kind of started heating up more and more, I think then his kind of way of thinking about Rey kind of changed. Um, and his feelings towards Ray, I think, changed at that point, and I think he then started to realize his feelings for Rose, most likely. I just thought it was interesting that, um, they kind of, for a good portion of the film, had had Finn and Poe kind of really butt heads. The bromance, really, you know, going back and forth with each other. I thought that was kind of interesting. Oh, yeah. And it was mainly because of... It was mainly at the topic of Ray. Yeah, the second um, Finn was going to say that, the second after, once they were all safe, Poe was like, oh, like, what were you going to say? And then it's repeated. He keeps asking him throughout the rest of the movie. So it gets you to the point, like, yeah... I want to know what he was going to say, too. And then they just never address it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. I really liked the movie. I enjoyed it. I thought it ended the saga in the exact way that it really needed to end. Um, but, yeah. I, th- I thought it was really good. Uh, I assume you thought it was really good, too. Um, but, yeah. Any other thoughts before we say Bon Voyage? I think that's it. Alright, well, you heard it from the lady herself. That'll do it for this episode of the Pizza Planet Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us here for our first episode in 10 months, but also the first episode of the brand new decade. Hope everybody had a happy holidays and a very happy new year. Of course, you can find the show on Twitter at Pizza Planet Pod. And you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. And, of course, you can find 
uh, all of the co-hosts' Twitter on the Twitter page at Pizza Planet Pod. You can also find Kaylee's Twitter page. So if you're a fan of her, let her know how she feels. Go ahead and click on the bio and click on her profile, and you will be able to send a friend request. Because um, I think yours is private, and I'm not sure, but um, you made it, not me. I encourage her to join Twitter. Um, she finally downloaded the app without my doing, so I think you failed to, to recognize that. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna do it for us here from the Pizza Planet Cup podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. So glad to be back here in the podcasting world. So glad to be back to the thing I love most, the house of the mouse. So we will, till our next episode, we will see y'all real soon.